How's it cut? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick. But it's not just Micah and Nick today. We are joined by a very special guest. I'm going to let this guest introduce himself. He uh, he took time out of his day to speak with us, and we are less than, I guess, 30 hours, 28 hours till, actually, yeah, 28 hours till kickoff for this young man. But we're really excited to have our special guest on, so I'm going to allow him to introduce himself real quick. Yeah, thanks, Micah and Nick, for having me on. My name is Taylor Warren. I am a slot receiver for for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I'm going on year five here, uh, originally from Northern Virginia. And and yeah, excited excited to be here. And thanks again for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I know, Taylor, when uh, if you don't know, I'm a Virginia fan at heart. It broke my heart when you didn't go to Virginia. Uh, it always stinks when the best talent in the state doesn't stay in the state. But obviously, if there's a better spot for you, uh, Wake Forest would probably be my second best option. So definitely, you know, excited to to see what you have this year. I know, you know, this team is is getting all kinds of mixed reviews. I know um, I've seen you guys as high as preseason four. Obviously, uh, big game boomer. I don't know if you follow him, Taylor, but he thinks y'all are going to be pretty bad this year, which we had him on the podcast not too long ago. And uh, Nick and I tried to uh, spread the gospel of Dave Clawson football, but <laughs> wanted to kind of just get your thoughts on what you see going into this year, because there is so many question marks. Really, the only consistency is that Dave Clawson normally coaches a winner. So kind of just wanted to get your thoughts first off of just how you feel going in. Obviously, tomorrow you're kicking off with Elon you know, how do you feel going into the year, you know, from the team camaraderie standpoint, obviously, you know, Donovan's out for a little bit, so that's definitely going to be a little bit tougher, but how are you feeling about the the season? I'm excited. I'm really optimistic. I know that there's mixed reviews and all kinds of narratives being, being put out there, but you know, the great thing about our locker room is we, we focus on ourselves and, you know, like you said, Coach Clawson, he he coaches a winning football team. So, you know, we're focused on ourselves. And, you know, I think the narrative is that we've lost a lot of, a lot of older guys, um, you know, with Sam, AT, and some others. But, you know, the great thing is, is we've had guys that have been here for two, three, four years that have sat behind those guys and are ready to step up. So you look at a guy like Mitch Griffiths, he's going on year four. He's not a new face to the program, and you know we're we're excited for this year um, to you know play alongside those guys that have been waiting their waiting their turn, you know. So, yeah, what's that like? I know it's amazing. I listened to a podcast a couple of weeks ago that Coach Clawson was on with Andy Staples, and it was amazing what he talked about. Just from you know how Wake Forest really is the only program, at least in the power five that I can think of that still utilizes the red shirt. Obviously you redshirted your, your true freshman year. I got, I think you got one or two game appearances if I'm not mistaken, but you know, what's that like? Cause I mean, obviously when you're being recruited, especially in the modern era of college football, it's, I want to play now. I want to start, you know, the transfer portal screams. I want to go where I can play. You know, what, what makes coach Clawson in this Wake Forest program so special in your opinion to, to make kids want to redshirt? Is it the, the fact that coach, you know, is honest up front or, you know, it's, it's always been just so fascinating to me how, you know, he's still able to redshirt so many guys and they stick around, like you said, like Mitch and obviously yourself, you know, to where you become key contributors and, you know, come, you know, October, November of their sophomore, junior year, you know, they are way more polished than half the teams in the country. Great question. Um, I think it was a little bit different when I was coming out 
in 2018, 2019 um, than it is today, um, just given the, the transfer portal. Um, but I'd say just the big the big pitch and the big idea around it and what makes a program like Wake go is, you know, you recruit these kids who are 17, 18 years old and two, three stars coming out of high school. You know, the whole idea of development, you know, developing these guys into four and five star players. And, you know, Dave Clawson's Coach Clawson, I should say, sorry, um, <laughs> has developed a <laughs> has developed an unbelievable coaching staff. So, you know, having those coaches and spending that time with them is is honestly huge. And again, you it's not something that just happens. And like you said, like it's something that you're going to have to kind of suck it up for a year and, and kind of buy into what Coach Clawson and the rest of the coaches are preaching um, a year in the strength, in the strength, uh, excuse me, the, the weight room, you know, goes a long, long way. Um, so I'd just say, you know, we're recruiting guys that aren't the highest recruits out of high school, but then, you know, you spend time with Coach Claus and, and buy into his plan. You know, when you're 22, 23 years old, you know, you're, you're a four or five star, you know, kind of kid who's, you know, we've put plenty of guys in the NFL at, um, you know, just here, Taylor, Zach, Tom, um, guys like that, Greg Dorch. Um, so, I mean, by the time it's all said and done, you know, you're, you're ready to, to take that next step. Yeah. What's that like, you know, you kind of just touched on it, you know, this, this two, three star kids become the four or five star kids. I mean, it's amazing to me that, you know, Wake Forest, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think you guys are the wide receiver you in the ACC currently. I know Clemson obviously has had their, their fair share, but over the last couple of seasons, I mean, from a from a production standpoint, from, you know, the individuals like A.T. Perry, yourself, you know, Donovan Green, you know, what what is that like, you know, that wide receiver group? You know, what what makes you guys develop so well? I mean, obviously, I'm sure a lot of it's the coaching staff, but, you know, we saw it, too. I mean, we're one week away from you know, or one week past, excuse me, Sam Hartman's Notre Dame debut you know, it clearly wasn't just the Dave Clawson offense. That was a pure development standpoint, you know, what he's able to do. You know, obviously you guys are carrying over into the NFL super well. I mean, we see even on the defensive side with like Jesse Bates and things of that nature. You know, what what is that development like? I mean, you can speak specifically on the wide receiver room because, I mean, I feel like every single year Nick and I are on the podcast are always talking about where do these Wake Forest receivers come from? Like, I, I'm, I'm giving Diolis the credit. I don't know if the wide receiver <laughs> Diolis all the time. But you know, it's, it's just amazing to see, you know, every single year. I mean, the, the first, second, third team, all ACC, there's at least two or three Wake Forest receivers or, you know, skills players in general on that list. Yeah, I think it, it a starts with with Coach Higgins um, being the guy who's, br who's brought a lot of these guys in. And then I'd say um, we talk about like developing guys. Obviously, Coach Higgins has done a great job and Coach Confessor, our new receivers coach is continuing to do a great job. And um, I, I'd say there's a culture in the wide receiver room that just feeds off of each other. You know, the older guys, when I first came in, you know, you look at the Sage Surratt's of the world, the Kendall Hinton's, the Scotty Washington's. Those are all guys that me and Donovan AT all learned from. And now that we're the older guys, you know, we're trying to pour into to the younger guys that that have just now come in. So I just think it's that that constant culture of just, you know, paving it forward. And, and like I said, it, it starts with coach Higgins and bringing us here. Um, but then obviously learning from the older guys um, as well. Awesome. 
Nick, I'm going to let you obviously ask some questions. I don't want to ask them all, but you know, it's, it is amazing just, you know, what you all have done in, you know, just the years, just, you know, it, it really is just a reload at Wake Forest. You know, you see, you know, not a ton of turnover in the transfer portal, and that's been amazing to see. But, Nick, I'm going to let you kind of take over from here. You know, what do you got for – I know you guys talk on a, on a more regular basis. Uh, I guess the perfect transition, what is the go-to Dioli's order for, for you, Taylor? I don't know. Let's ask Nick. What, Nick? <laughs> yeah, sure. Nick seems to know everybody's order by heart. That's so right. You're, you're on the spot now. What's the What's the order? <laughs> What, what did Taylor get today, even though you missed him by just a little bit? I, I Look, I may have missed him, but I know he got the bacon, egg, and cheese on ciabatta. So That's right. It, only, it depends if he got one or two of them. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> With Hash Brown or without? What's that? With Hash Brown or without Hash Brown? With Hash Brown, of course. There it is. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did, too. <laughs> oh you did have two all right, right there you go there you go Feeling you haven't up. done that in a while so no. yeah. <laughs> Feeling up for tomorrow <laughs> yeah there you go i love it um micah i know you're upset that uh taylor left virginia but i should be more upset because taylor has a legacy at nc state his mom went there and his sister is currently a cheerleader there so i would love it if you were playing for my pack but i mean dude you're you're awesome. I remember I got your touchdown last year uh, against VMI, so that was sick. But um, this team this year, honestly, it reminds me of the transition from John Wolford to Sam Hartman or to uh, that kind of figuring out who, who Sam was and who Jamie Newman was. So that's what this year kind of reminds me of. And honestly, I think it will be a lot better. I think it will be a smoother transition with the quarterback and um, what you guys lost uh, to the NFL. But yeah, my first question is, what made you pick Wake Forest? I know we're going to talk about the season ahead of you guys, but what made you pick Wake Forest? What, what do you want to tell Wake fans? What made you pick them? I'd say it starts with Coach Clawson. He's His program is first class and everything that he preaches, you know, he practices. Um, so He's not only a guy that's inv invested in us as football players, but he cares about us off the field as well. And um, to my family, academics is really important. And Coach Clawson stresses the importance of uh, going to class and, um, you know, producing on that side of things as well. So it was just a perfect fit in terms of Power 5 football and, you know, a great academic institution um that that's the main reason why i chose to come to wake yeah you definitely came like during a sweet spot in the clausen era where it's more consistent they're going to bowl games they're winning bowl games they're getting the upset wins in the acc like state louisville florida state um you don't need to tell me how good Donovan Green is because he actually played in my high school's conference. He played against my brother on Alex's senior year. So oh, we no, already no. knew we already knew how good Donovan was, but we know that he's going to be out for a little while. Hopefully he's back for maybe the Clemson game, but who is the next guy up? I know you're there, obviously, so you'll be leading the wide receivers, but who are the next uh, dudes up for you guys? Yeah, great question. Um, so I'd say the next three guys that, that you guys need to keep an eye on here tomorrow would be Wesley Grimes, 
Um, highly, yeah. highly sought after recruit. Um, Walker Merrill, a transfer from Tennessee, and then a kid, uh, Horatio Fields, who who's been with us for a while now. So those three guys, you know, have had a great off season, um, great summer in the weight room, and have made made strides in terms of learning the offense. And just really excited to see those guys out there tomorrow night. I know those first two guys, uh, they dig the cinnamon rolls a lot whenever they come <laughs> in. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the biggest questions um, going into the season, not only with Mitch and uh, what the offense will, will, will look like, but a big question is the defense. I don't know how often you guys have gone up against the first team defense, but have you noticed anything different? Do you think that they're going to improve a lot more? I mean, I think you probably think that, but have you seen like improvements throughout uh, the guys that are developing on the defensive side of the ball? Absolutely. And you talk about going against the first team defense. We've been going against them for three, four weeks now. So we're, sure. we're yeah. sick and tired of, of Coach Lambert and his guys. But, you know, Coach Lambert and his staff have done a great job um, since he got here and just what they're doing um, schematically. And then also the the players that he's got out there, you know, there's some dogs. So I'm excited for them this year. And just, um, yeah, I mean, Specifically, I can attest to the guys on the back end. I, I'd say that in years past, it's been a slightly less veteran group, but this year, you know, all those guys have have got a lot of experience. So I'm excited to to see them work um, here tomorrow night and for the rest of the season. Going into tomorrow night, Taylor, I know you know Nick kind of talked about you know obviously he he already dropped the Clemson name. That's five weeks away. You know, looking at your schedule, there is nobody – there's no game on the schedule I look at and go, wow, Wake Forest can just sleepwalk through. I mean, Elon's a top 25, depending on who you ask, FCS team, obviously. My full-time job is an FCS, so I follow that pretty closely. Obviously, they made the playoffs last year. You know, Vanderbilt, you know, they're an up-and-coming SEC team. You're going to Old Dominion and just ask Virginia Tech how that went last season, you know – how do you guys focus on just the game ahead? Because, you know, again, from a, from a narrative standpoint, from a national standpoint, you know, everyone kind of looks at Wake Forest and goes, okay, 4-0 and going into Clemson, where obviously, you know, that's not your mindset. So kind of what, what what's the approach going in? Because obviously tomorrow, you know, it's Elon, a team that nobody around the country is talking about, but I'm sure on your end, you're as prepared as ever. Just kind of what that mindset feels like, because there really is no cakewalk on your schedule. Yeah, so I'd say the the first kind of thing that comes to mind is when you talk about looking at the whole overall schedule, um, is we take it one game at a time. So as as uh, a lot of people are like pointing out, predicting like, oh, four and zero into Clemson, like that's not something that we're thinking about. We're we're focused on Elon and going one and zero this week and each and every week. So right now, focus on Elon and like you said, they're they were an FCS playoff mm-hmm. team last year and certainly no walk in the park. So, you know, anytime you're playing in, in a first game, there's some things that they're going to be doing, doing differently that they practice all, all off season and installed. So, you know, what they did last year is defensively at least is what they did and they did it well. So they're well coached and we're expecting them to, to come out and, you know, try to get after us a little bit and, you know, we got to be ready to throw some punches back. So how excited are you to play in front of this crowd? I mean, since you came on campus, I'm sure, I mean, I remember 2016, 2017, I, fun fact, I went to the first three bowl games of the Dave Clawson era. So, you know, obviously oh, I've kind of seen the development 
from, you know, little old Wake Forest at a 50% full stadium to 60% to 70% to 80% to where you're sold out on a weeknight against an FCS opponent. I mean, talk about just what you've seen, how great these fans have been and how excited you are to, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule. Taylor, you might be playing in front of a sellout crowd every single home game this year, which I don't know has ever been done in Wake Forest history, maybe back on the Orange Bowl run. But, I mean, just talk about how excited you are and you know what that means to the players and to your just the whole program in general. I'm fired up. You know, like you said, that the whole evolution of, of Winston-Salem's buy-in on, on Wake Forest football has been unbelievable. It's been day and night. And, you know, you talk about, you know, the people that make, you know, these sellout crowds happen. You talk about um, John Curry and his whole staff, what they're doing in the athletic department in terms of marketing and getting getting fans there and the whole fan experience, you know, across all sports. Um, it's been it's been really cool to to be a part of and see the whole transition. And like you said, you know, playing in front of a sellout crowd, it makes a huge difference. Um, it is it is certainly a competitive advantage. And, you know, you talk about the Clemsons, the Florida State. So they're playing in front of X number of fans, but we're bringing a, a similar type of atmosphere, even though it's not as much in terms of numbers. You know, the things that John Curry's doing in terms of creating a great game day atmosphere is certainly a, a competitive advantage. And it's something that gets us fired up as players to play in front of. Absolutely. And there's there's no better place in college football right now to watch a game than I guess I, I'm probably going to get it wrong, but a, a legacy stadium. I think I got it right. It changes every year, but it really <laughs> That's right. one of the best spots. Taylor, I, I, I've been to 75 different FBS stadiums for games and still in my top five is, you know, Wake Forest game day. And I work in fan experience full time. You know, I'm always talking to the guys over there about what we can do because they do a fantastic job. So I know I'm pretty amped up to see what, what it brings this year. But, Nick, I'm going like, to turn it over to you for anything else. I've kind of got all my questions. I know I'm ready to go run through a brick wall. I can't wait for tomorrow night. But kind of curious what you have, uh, Nick, for, for Taylor before we, we let him go since he's a busy man. He's, it's, we're, we're literally a day away from kickoff. Yeah, man, uh, just a couple more. So a lot of people um... – they don't know what Mitch is going to be like this year. So you've been in the program for five years now. You've seen all of Sam. I think you've probably seen some of Jamie. What is something that puts Mitch different? Like what makes him different than the other two quarterbacks that you've uh, have had uh, at wake? Um, I'd say the big thing with Mitch is he just eats, breathes, sleeps football. And th that's no different than with Sam or with Jamie, those guys, did the same but in terms of Mitch's upbringing he he comes from a football family his his dad is that or excuse me was the head coach at a nearby high school for my hometown um his his younger brother quarterback at JMU now um so you know it's in his veins <laughs> um he he lives breathes and sleeps football and I just say the thing about Mitch is he he lights up every room you know there's just a certain type, uh, a different type of enthusiasm that he brings to playing the game that, you know, maybe not everyone has when it's, it's six o'clock on a Wednesday morning and you're, and you're going to practice, you know, he, he's genuinely fired up um, each and every day. And it's something that that's contagious and, you know, just really excited to, to play alongside him this year and uh, excited to see what, what we can do together here, here tomorrow night. That's awesome. Because I think a lot of people would just want to, you know, they've been bought into Sam. They've had Sam forever. I think it's 
you know, time to get to know Mitch a little bit more. So I'm glad that uh, he's eats, sleeps and breathes football. So that's good to know. My, I guess my last question would be, y'all just revealed about a month ago, the new facility. So just tell everybody how awesome it is. I think we've all seen the video. Um, I remember I had to do a like high school internship for like a senior project. And uh, I was working with the wait staff. It was right when the field house was just finished and we were polishing and getting all the weight, uh, all the weight equipment on one side of the end zone because the uh, weight room wasn't done yet. But that was seven, that was 2016 when that happened, seven years later, everything's built. So just how awesome is that? It truly, when I saw the vid video, it truly felt like, holy crap, this is like a top tier program right now. It's unbelievable. And it's even better in person. Uh, it's kind of crazy because you go from facilities in terms of a locker room where guys are, once they're out of practice, they're looking to get out, get home, get down to class, whatever it might be. But now it's, you can't get guys to leave. It's eight, nine, ten yeah. after, after a long camp day and guys are still in there playing pool, ping pong, playing video games, whatever it might be. Um, so I just say that it's created this this new newly found uh, like camaraderie, I'd say, or just this new place where guys are able to to hang out and you know it only helps with team chemistry and just overall it's it's unbelievable. It's it you got sleeping pods, uh full yeah like why would you leave? <laughs> yeah, cafeteria, um, like I said, the pool table, ping pong, um, a place to get your hair cut. It it's it truly is is ridiculous. Um and just so thankful for our donors who who made that help make that happen. So and did you get touched I mean, up? I saw on Twitter uh Mitch was getting a nice fresh cut. It was all over ACC network and everything. Did you get cleaned up? Are you all cleaned up for game day or are you I'm actually scheduled at, at five today? Gotcha. Um, I got, <laughs> uh, Ivan Ivan will uh be taking care of me, our, our punter. So <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you guys uh I've told Micah this before. You guys remind me of the um uh, of this past year's Wake Forest baseball team. The the way you guys all come into the deli, like I see it firsthand. You guys take up a table. Um, the chemistry is there. And that's what uh, this past 2023 baseball team had. So uh, if your chemistry, which I know is up there, I think you guys will have a great season. I think you guys are all bought in. Um, you know, there, I, I've never, uh, Mike and I will never doubt a Dave Clawson coach team. So I think there's some big things for you guys coming up this year. I think you guys are well led, starting with you. So um, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Right, I'm going to be down there on the field. So, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, I'll try to make that happen on my end as long as you hold up. I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> I'm just glad that, uh, that Wake doesn't play Virginia this year. So I have to, uh, to watch this uh, receiving core pick apart a secondary that's a little banged up right now. So, <laughs> not complaining there but no it was awesome taylor thank you so much for coming on we don't want to keep you too long i know there's a, lot, a million things to do before game day but really appreciate you coming on and uh, nick will be there in person i unfortunately will not be but i'll be watching from the comforts of my couch so you got you got a lot of people that are gonna be cheering for you tomorrow so good luck and uh good luck this season and thanks again for for coming on 
Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate um, you guys having me on, Micah and Nick, and, you know, excited for a great year. And, uh, yeah, go Deeks. Go Deeks.